0: Welcome back everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the X on the Talk Star Radio Network. Toll free 877 5288 255 My email address is XZone at Talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail dot com and our websites xzoneradio.com and com. My guest this hour is Cynthia Sue Larson. She is a life coach and author who helps people access and develop their intuition in order to make more balanced decisions, discover their natural gifts, and make their favorite dreams a reality. Cynthia teaches workshops to help people learn how their thoughts and feelings change the physical world. Cynthia's books, Reality Shifts, When Consciousness Changes the Physical World, and Aura Advantage, how colors in your aura can help you attain your desires and attract success. And Karen Kimball and the Dream Weaver's Web have received high praise from best-selling author Larry, Dr. Larry Dossey, Edgar Mitchell, founder of the Institute of Noetic Sciences, and one of the 12 men who have walked on the moon, best-selling author Lynn Robinson, physicist Fred Allen Wolf, Stanley Krippner, and many others. And joining us now is... Cynthia Sue Larson. Hey, Cynthia, how are you?
2: Hi, Rob. Doing great. Thank you.
0: Nice talking to you again. And um, tell me, what is Reality Shifters?
2: Well, that's my website, and that's the central hub for finding out what's going on in the world of reality shifts. Basically, I publish a newsletter once Mm -hmm. a month and share stories from around the world about uh, things that appear, disappear, transform, and transport. Basically, any form of reality shift that people have observed.
0: What are some of the reality shifts that you're getting um, people writing you about?
2: Well, there's a huge variety of them, actually. It it covers everything from someone losing a sock in the dryer, which has happened to pretty much everybody. Most people have had that experience. Where do they go? <laughs> exactly. Where do they go? So um, there are several theories about that, and I've um, looked into some of them. I, mm-hmm. I think, basically, what I like to do is just describe this is the phenomenon. This is a reality shift, and then... I think it's a case-by-case situation. Sometimes, um, you know, there are a lot of things, a lot of factors to consider. With your listenership, then I'm sure a lot of people have had experience with UFOs and that sort of thing, much more than the general populace might be aware of. Um, So any time that you are subjected to a great deal of energy, whether it's through doing yoga, meditation, um, perhaps joining a, a spiritual group, going through some kind of a an awakening or epiphany experience, Um, this is the sort of thing that can activate one's um, experience of reality shifts. So where it goes, long story short, I don't know. Um, I'd I'd be lying to you if I said I knew where they go. But they do come back sometimes. And and that's not just socks. It could be your keys, your wallet, your coat, and then larger things. um, There are changes in buildings. Cars and people can vanish.
0: Well, hold on here. Changes in buildings? Yes. Cars?
2: Cars, yes, buildings, people, large-scale phenomenon. Um, Basically, what I'm talking about is everything that you might expect to see on the quantum scale, where Mm -hmm. quantum particles might be waveforms or they might be physical material matter that you can see pinging into something and leaving a mark. Um, Same thing is true of large-scale things, including things like buildings. so. That's Sue, <laughs> Sue,
0: we've got to go to a commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Cynthia Sue Larson is our special guest. This hour, Exonation. Nation, interesting young lady. Her website is www.realityshifters.com. And uh, Cynthia Sue Larson will be back with us on the other side of this two-minute break as we continue live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Back in two. Don't go away.
2: Cynthia Sue Larson is our special guest. Her website is
0: www.realityshifters.com. Now, now Cynthia, you've got to tell me how buildings are shifting. Like, that's, that's a pretty big thing to shift.
2: It is a huge thing to shift, Rob. And some of the things people have seen, including myself, include um, buildings that are completely different, in involving a door being in a different place, um, sometimes entire structure being rearranged, Um, and I've personally seen a rather large sculpture, not exactly a building, but something made of concrete and about 15 or 20 feet high, 20 feet across, a large sundial, just showing up out of nowhere when it had never been there before, with a plaque on it stating that it had been there for some 20 years or more. And uh, when something like that occurs, then you just know that there's something going on. And when I first saw this kind of phenomenon it was with a couple of friends we'd been walking through the same area after having brunch every month or so Mm -hmm. and suddenly right in the middle of our path as i'm talking about reality shifts and asking the two of them have you ever seen something appear disappear transform or transport there in front of us is something so large we can't walk through it walk around it or see through it and usually we'd be able to see right down the path to another sculpture farther away gigantic sundial sculpture
0: is it possible that the sculpture was moved?
2: No, I did check into that. I contacted the harbor master, mm-hmm. inquired about this um, rather large appearance of something so big that there's no way we could have been walking around it all these months. And no, he said it had always been there. And this is typical. I've been in a restaurant where all the decor changed completely, and the, the wait staff, the, the waitresses, and the waiters all insisted that the decor had always been the way it was. So. When these things tend to happen, and it's happened to me so many times um, with buildings and Mm -hmm. gates and and hours of, you know, a business where it's either always open on Sundays or always closed or what have you, Um, it's just amazing the, the number of changes. It's what it really feels like, Rob, is walking into a parallel world.
0: The fact that the harbor master said that that statue had been there and the waitstaff in the restaurant had said that, no, this is the way the decor has always been, what does this tell you?
2: Well, it tells me, if it was just me experiencing this, uh-huh. I would begin to question my sanity, quite frankly. And, you know, obviously I think that's the first thing to check when these sorts of things are occurring is just make sure you're not cracking or mentally you're not an even or keel. Forgetting a few things, yeah. you know. <laughs> sure. Make sure you're not taking too many... Medica- medications or what have you, um, but I was not taking any medications. When I do have witnesses, that really helps me because then I feel confident, like, okay, this isn't just me. Several of us here can recall that um, this restaurant had different decor or that business hours are different or there's doors in a different place.
0: Well, business hours, okay, they can change. You know, there's, you, you can kind of look at that and say, all right, maybe they just decided that they be flexible with their hours so that they can see how they can best manage their staff and manage their 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 finances. okay, so we'll put that to human possibility. But you're telling me buildings are changing doors are shifting from one side to the next uh, to the other side of the building that statues are appearing out of nowhere. Is mm-hmm. anything disappearing?
2: Yes, things disappear as well. Um, sometimes, unfortunately, people's keys or wallets or various items of some importance go missing. Um, so it's it's just really on a rather large scale. I'm, I'm just pointing out that these things, it sure. could be pretty much anything. That That's why when I talk about reality shifts covering such a wide variety of phenomenon, it's, I mean, not, it is one phenomenon in a sense, but it feels a little bit like walking into an alternate reality. So um, something missing could be cancer. That would be a good thing. Yeah. I've worked with people where suddenly they've had a complete spontaneous remission of cancer or they've had a broken bone that no longer is broken, Uh, just just as I'm talking to them mm -hmm. on the phone. So these are the kinds of things that can happen.
0: Now, you have an academic background in both physics and business, but now your work is focused on ores, energy fields, reality shifting, and spiritual coaching. Can you explain how you became interested in metaphysics coming from such a practical background?
2: Great question. Um, I'd have to say, it's personal experience, uh, just the, the fact that I started going through a number of what I considered at the time to be rather eye-opening experiences, mm-hmm. like this sundial sculpture experience. That was really an eye-opener, and and several other things of that nature, where I was observing things teleporting, just appearing out of nowhere, um, changing, and what I, what I immediately did is some research to find out what else is going on, who else has noticed these sorts of things, and found out it's, a, it's an ancient kind of a shamanic thing. So, you know, sh- shamans from various indigenous cultures around the world do experience these kinds of phenomenon. They do consider them normal. And my feeling right now is as we approach the year 2012, more and more regular everyday people are experiencing this phenomenon. And so I felt it to be a calling of mine, to document this uh, to do some research about it write a book about it mm-hmm. publish a newsletter get the word out and find out how widespread uh, this phenomenon really is
0: what similarities or differences uh, Cynthia are there between reality shifts and so-called law of attraction
2: yeah that's 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 like the big buzzword recently the law of attraction mm-hmm. people talk about setting a vibration so that when you're expecting a certain thing or you're in a what you've got on your mind, what you're intending is what happens, provided that you're in a high enough energy vibrational state. That's sort of the the high synopsis of it. And I'd say there's quite a lot in common with reality shifting and that concept of the law of attraction. Uh, Because what I've noticed is that when I've been um, stressed out, in other words, very energized, but focusing on, on something that I'm scared about or upset about or nervous about, that's when... For instance, I've walked into the kitchen and um, the light on the ceiling blew out. The mm-hmm. dishwasher made a terrible noise and stopped working. And Just almost at the same moment, there's a splash and a spark and smoke from the ceiling and then sort of a boom noise from the dishwasher. And that was just me entering the room. Yeah, that's and when I you thought, go to the okay. fridge, get a nice cold beer, sit down and say, now what the <laughs> hell just I'm happened? I'm yeah. right, a little bit stressed here. I need to ground myself because so, it might. It's, um, it's true that when our energy is that, mm-hmm. That sort of jangled and um, disharmonious, then we have a very strong, powerful effect on things.
0: Okay, now you majored in physics at uh, UC Berkeley. Do you perceive any contradictions between classical science and reality shifts?
2: I personally um, don't see conflicts between where physics is going right now. Mm -hmm. Um, There are, however, some problems between some of the what I'd call some of the older assumptions and older theories within physics, which I think are naturally phasing out as quantum physics and string theory and the theory of everything are sort of uniting lots of lots of um, new thought. And specifically, what I'm talking about are some of the older assumptions in physics from classical physics that matter's the only thing that matters, really. In other words, if you if you can observe it and measure it, then it's mm-hmm. real. And if you can't, then obviously that's who we woo-woo stuff that's not real. And I think it's pretty clear to most people in physics today that we need to um, make sure that we are keeping track of the observer effect. What effect, if any, is the observer having on the experiment? We know it has an effect on the quantum level. And what I've observed is it has an effect on pretty much every level.
0: Are there certain times when... Let me ask you a different question here. What are the most common types of reality shifts people typically experience? For example, are, are you know, the buildings, are the cars? Now, you said something about cars as well.
2: Yeah, I think um, people tend to notice things appearing and then disappearing, or rather disappearing and then reappearing. Uh, often they'll lose something, not necessarily the sock or the keys, but mm-hmm. be something kind of important, and they'll go searching for it, can't figure out what happened, and then it shows up in the darndest place. Which it really shouldn't doesn't belong in, and there was nobody responsible for moving it. So that's an extremely common appearing, reappearing, I mean, disappearing, reappearing sort of.
0: Would these reality shifts account for the sightings of UFOs as well as Bigfoot sightings and other phenomena in the realm of the paranormal?
2: Wow, it could. I mean, we could actually be looking into other alternate realities. Um, my feeling about that is that. There is a degree of truth to that. I've actually seen a couple of UFOs, and I don't write about it because I figure my topic is so far out there that all I need is to, you know, say, "And I'm seeing UFOs." Now, your audience, I'm sure, appreciates that. A lot of people might not, and say, "Well, that does it." You know, I don't believe in UFOs, so obviously this You're is all hooey, too. <laughs> but um, I think the, the times that I've seen UFOs and witnessed their presence, it did seem like. Um, very much like it was almost uh, looking like like reality had shifted in some way, so I think there's some possibility to that. Never seen Bigfoot I've, um, don't personally know about that,
0: okay, so let me ask the question I was going to ask you prior. Uh, are there certain times when we are most likely to experience reality shifts?
2: Yes, I would say um, talking earlier about being highly energized mm-hmm. and focused, so anytime um, Anytime you're feeling a sort of a feeling of angst, you can really up the level of, of um, seeing things pop. It might not be in a good way, but you can definitely get some pretty fast psychokinetic effects happening around you
0: uh, that
2: are observable, the kind that are instantaneous. I personally feel that we're shifting reality all the time, but not necessarily aware of it. I believe we're walking into possible alternate realities constantly. We're choosing between them constantly. But when we notice the discrepancies of, hey, this wasn't where we thought it was and things are moving around, um, that requires that there's been a sufficient jolt that it seemed weird even to us. because Like I said, we're pretty mm-hmm. used to it. We're moving through these all the time. So to get that kind of a jolt, we need to increase the, the level of energy in our own energy field through meditation, through um, doing some kind of yoga or qigong, that kind of thing.
0: Stand by, Cynthia. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. XO Nation, Cynthia Sue Larson is our special guest, www.realityshifters.com. That's www.realityshifters.com. 1-877-528-8255. Toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our websites www.xzoneradio.com, www.xzonetv.com, and if you'd like to get the recent edition of the X Chronicles newspaper or any of the past editions, www.scribd.com forward slash xzoneradio tv. Cynthia, Sue Larson, and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue live and around the world right here on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton.
1: This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network,
0: Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Cynthia Sue Larson is our special guest this hour, and uh, Cynthia's articles have appeared in magazines such as Magical Blend, Phenomena News, Psychic Reader, and Wellbeing Journal, and she has been featured on radio shows uh, throughout the United States, the BBC, and Canada. Her website, www.realityshifters.com. Now, Cynthia, have you noticed any trends in the types of reality shifts that are being reported over the years?
2: Well, I've noticed some things recently that I hadn't seen so much before, which is interesting, such as um, things having to do with People coming back who had been reported dead before, perhaps it was just off my radar before, but it seems like it's increasingly being reported to me. I think as people become aware that it is something that's possible. Um,
0: Are we talking ghosts here?
2: It sounds like it. (laughs) But no, I'm not talking ghosts, as interesting as that might be. Um, I'm actually saying people who had been reported as previously dead are now very much alive and with us and that would include people um, like, uh, let's see, Jane Goodall. You know, She was one of the people that had been, at one point, um, I'd actually heard that she'd been reported dead, and I was very upset about it because that was a big hero of mine. She mm-hmm. was someone that I, I felt um, the world really um, was benefited by just having her walking among us and you know, doing what she does with the chimps. So. She's one that that a lot of people have actually reported being, um, it's not just me, but other people that I surveyed through the Reality Shifters website, Uh, some 15% of the people that I was uh, polling said that, yep, she's one of the people that they'd seen be alive again after previously being reported dead, along with Larry Hagman, Bob Hope, uh, of course, um, uh, Bob's dead now, and Bob Keeshan, Captain Kangaroo, he was the most commonly reported alive again, um, someone who'd sort of came back from having been reported dead to be mm-hmm. alive and walking amongst us again.
0: What are the most uh, impressive reality shifts that you've heard about and personally encountered?
2: I think for me, that would be the healing ones just because they seem I think I think when we look at our health and like that my friend who had the broken bone and then suddenly as I'm talking to her it it spontaneously healed. She could feel it changing and The next day, uh, when she went to get medically tested, there was no break at all in her bone. That's pretty amazing. And and spontaneous remission of cancer. These things, to me, are extraordinary um, because they really contradict what we've been, I think, what most of us have been taught in Western schools um, having to do with the way things work. And, you know, things just don't get better by themselves. Well,
0: let me ask you this as a physicist. How do you explain it?
2: (laughs) Well, uh, my explanation, the best one I can come up with is basically that we are able to, uh, through intention, make a leap to another probable reality, that we're actually jumping between one of these many worlds that, that are out there. Uh, the are, we talking,
0: of, are we talking parallel universes?
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah, parallel universes. And so it's, as long as we can imagine it, then it's something that we can access. Um, Making that leap is not something that happens every day, and some people would love to just make the leap to being rich, famous, and useful. but uh, I think it it has a lot to do with what we're able to access at any given point in time involving what we're capable of believing to be true and focusing on one thing at a time usually. It's, It's a bit much to change a whole bunch of things at once, but it's pretty doable to change one small thing.
0: You write about the topic of retro-casualty. Can you causality. explain what this is and and yeah. its importance?
2: Yes, definitely. Retro-causality is the ability to change the past, and it's part of bicausality, which is that um, the whole situ- relationship between cause and effect can mm-hmm. actually go two directions through time. And there's no problem in physics, in any of the laws of physics, with causality going in the reverse direction. Um, pretty much it makes more sense, actually. It's, it's It then becomes symmetrical, so it's exactly what you'd be expecting if you're a simply mathematical person studying the laws of physics and seeing, okay, this is the way the world works, this is the way the universe works. We would expect to see um, some people having intentions about doing something and then having it affect the past. So that's another way to look at, at all of these reality shifts is to recognize that in many cases... We are able to change the past. We're able to say that leg is not broken, or the, the business hours are much different than they've been in the past.
0: But if we change the past, don't we also alter the future?
2: Well, it's a moving. It, we're just. It, we are yes, Rob. We're definitely changing the future. Um, we're basically floating around on this this eternal moment of right here, right now, and playing around with all the possible futures and all the possible pasts. And this is the sort of thing that's, um, that some of the scientists right now are doing some research on, including Stephen Hawking, who's looking back to listen to the sound of the original Big Bang mm-hmm. and noticing if he can see a difference um, between Big Bangs. You know, in other words, just by looking back at that initial sound, is it possible to see a difference there? That's like seeing it, a reality shift right at the beginning. And then there's a physicist, John Kramer, up in Washington State, and he's doing some work with retrocausality, conducting the beginning of an experiment right now to see if he can look back and, uh, and change the past with a ray of light.
0: Are we getting too close to trying to mimic God in our evolution?
2: Well... Uh, there's always that risk that if we, um, if, I think the the risk really becomes one of what are we doing with our intentions? Are we, mm-hmm. uh, if, once we start noticing that our intentions make such a difference, are we being small and egotistical and self-centered, or do we truly have the best of all concerned at heart? And it, to me, it's pretty clear that the the more energized we get, the more capable of affecting everything, whether it's with our equipment and technology or the inner technology of learning to master meditation and uh, moving things around, yeah, we need to start being concerned about all of our relations, as the Indians would say, just all of life, all of the people, all of the platforms.
0: What What is the rationale behind scientists and physicists trying to go back in time?
2: Uh, Well, I don't know that they're exactly going back in time. They're just looking to see um, the two experiments I'm discussing anyway. Maybe some people are actually trying to go back in time. But the ones that I mentioned have to do with um, recognizing that if if this is true, then, for example, John Kramer that I mentioned, he's got an interpretation of quantum physics called transaction interpretation, which is looking at the future and the past as shaking hands, making an agreement. So... At any point in time, whether it's right now looking forward or right now looking back, um, we're basically exchanging information in such a way that we can make a change. And and so what what this experiment that he's working on right now would do would be to show that that transaction interpretation is an extremely valid one for um, observing what's going on at the quantum level. It's one of several possible interpretations of quantum mechanics which is a pretty mysterious area of science. <laughs> that's do you, I don't know exactly what's going on. We just have theories right now.
0: Where do you see quantum physics going in the future, and what major discoveries are you anticipating with the the use of quantum physics?
2: Well, I'm really excited about some of the work that's being done with the, um, the large Hadron superconductor, mm-hmm. what's going on there. So I think that we'll be able to see... Uh, a lot more information about this whole concept of the God particle, which is a bit of a misnomer, but we we can start recognizing the the more we know about what's happening at the very small scale, I I think that this universe is very fractal. So when we find out what's going on at the very smallest level, we're actually seeing the macrocosm as well, if we know what to look for. And we have the ability now to start tying together all of what we know with this, this concept of a theory of everything. So I think that's extremely exciting. Now people may think, what does this have to do with me? You know, that's not my life. But and maybe to some degree that's true. But from everything we're talking about this hour, this this whole program tonight, I think people can start hearing uh, within the realm of these very strange sorts of quantum effects happening that we can see on the large scale. This has a this has a huge effect on our lives uh, that we can start recognizing that we are able to see between dimensions, that there's a lot more going on than meets the eye, and that we're very much a part of that. This is not something separate from us, but it's who we are.
0: One of the topics that you talk about is being prepared for 2012. What, in your opinion, is 2012 all about?
2: Um, Well, what I'd say is that this is definitely, uh, as the indigenous people talk about, it's a it's a changeover. It's a change in an epoch of time. And it's something that I've looked at from the standpoint both of physics and also the um, indigenous people, such as the Hopi, mm-hmm. who have this concept of Tanitiava, which just comes true being hoped for. And they've got a f- fabulous set of um, myths and stories about you know, the, the world complete that we're in right now, that the world has ended many times before, and it will be ending again. And I think um, this is actually hopeful. I know it sounds terrible that the, that the world has ended many times and it's about to end again. But if you look at that, then you realize uh what they're really saying is people have survived all these huge transformations that the earth has gone through. And I think that's the message of hope for all of us to keep in mind, that when, as a Hopi suggests, when we keep the kapavi, which is what they call the crown chakra, the door to the spiritual uh, inspiration that we get through our dreams, our daydreams we'll keep that open and keep our hearts open to other people Um, we can't lose our way because then we can keep in mind the sense of integrity and doing what's right what's really right for all concerned getting back to that earlier concept so i think 2012 is a time of transition for the planet and for people as well
0: what do you what can you tell me about high energy money
2: Okay, that's something that I've been giving talks and workshops about lately, especially with what's going on with the economy in America and mm-hmm. around the world. And what I'd like to, people to know is that basically money um, can be energized, just like you can meditate and raise your energy, your vibrations. You can do the same thing with your bank account, with your the money in your wallet, uh, with the, the projects that you're working on, uh, pretty much with everything. And it has to do with just... Uh, raising the vibration of that monetary situation, whatever it may be, whether it's your cash flow, your savings, your bank account, Mm -hmm. your job, whatever, and recognizing that you can take it incrementally to a higher level than it currently is at. I talk about incrementally because a lot of people have problems of belief. We don't walk on the water because we don't believe we can, that kind of a thing. So if you just take it one step at a time to what you believe you can do, uh, you can actually start seeing some amazing, miraculous changes in your finances.
0: So are you saying that if we believed that we could walk on the water, we could?
2: I actually do think that's possible, although I personally have not experienced that. Um, I've just seen enough other things. Like I've put my hand through my own fabric and touched my skin. with the, Even though the fabric was on my body, I could feel my skin. Uh, I think I freaked out right there. I, otherwise, I know I could have put my hand right into my physical body, which is just amazing. So... I've seen so many strange things that I wouldn't rule out walking on water.
0: Um, what is the strangest thing that you've seen then?
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a good one. Let's see. I think things manifesting and materializing in the thin air is right up there. Um, just I've seen several things just appear literally in thin air, or I could hear them uh, materializing inside the refrigerator, inside the cabinets. Um, you know, just the, the kinds of things that have appeared have been Everything from a gallon of milk in the fridge to um, keys and a tooth that my daughter lost at school showing up in thin air. Huh. Um, extra dollar bills showing up in my wallet.
0: Well, yeah. they can show up in my wallet all they want. Yeah, I'll put a sign up, welcome.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. As long as it comes in. <laughs>
0: exactly, because it always finds a way out, doesn't it?
2: It does. <laughs> so, I, Manifest, I think...
0: Manifesting personality type. Yeah. You talk about that on your website as well.
2: Yes, I do. Uh, so that has to do with the type of um, personality that you might have in terms of um, bringing about reality shifts. And some people are very um, coming from a mystical perspective, mm-hmm. where they recognize that the world is always talking to them. That they can get signs all around them. From you know, they'll ask a question internally and get an answer. This would be the kind of person that's. Um, probably doing a lot of meditation, whether they know it or not, often very much involved with nature. And so you know, they're just tuned in like that. All,
0: All right. right, stand by, Cynthia. You and I have to take our final break. We'll be back in four minutes. Cynthia Sue Larson's our special guest. Her website is www.realityshifters.com. That's www.realityshifters.com. In the next hour, Bill Bean joins me. We're going to be talking about his book, Dark Forces, And in our final hour tonight, Dr. James Lee Sharon will be joining us all the way from Russia. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'll be back on the other side of this break.
1: xcbm.net i
2: Officers on
0: the scene. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I've learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars.
1: A soul-balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world.
0: And welcome back to the x everyone. Cynthia Sue Larson's our special guest tonight in this hour of the x Her website is www.realityshifters.com. That's www.realityshifters.com. Cynthia, do you think that uh, as we get closer to 2012, we'll, we'll, more and more people will be experiencing these reality shifts?
2: I do think so, yes. I think it's already happening. I think... Um that's why I'm glad we you brought up the subject of the law of attraction. That's one term people are noticing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think your audience is especially tuned into a lot of the changes going on. Uh, just, and I think the, the the fact that we're talking about it tonight will help people open their minds to the possibility that this is going on. That that's one thing that really can boost the number of reality shifts you observe is by paying attention.
0: And so, well, plus if you if you know, like, can you just imagine somebody who who walks the path one day and the next day they walk there and there's a, a statue or something there and they, they might think that they're losing their marbles when actually all they're experiencing is a reality shift.
2: That's right. So it can kind of calm things down for people so they don't
0: Hopefully. feel
2: like they're losing it completely.
0: Hopefully. <laughs> what, else do you, what else do you think that is going to happen in 2012? Do you think it's going to be the end of the world as we know it?
2: I don't actually believe it's the end of the world. Um, you can call it that in a sense, but I think it's a vibrational change. That's what I'm noticing. So a lot of things that had been working, a lot of paradigms and thought structures and beliefs and just all sorts of things are going to crumble and collapse. And that's we're already in it. I mean, this is obvious. It's just like when you watch a solar eclipse, and you can see the eclipse begins um, many minutes before that one moment when there is complete darkness i think that's what's happening right now we're in that eclipse if you will so it's sort of a a darkening but we know it's just a phase and it will mm-hmm. come out the other side and we're in it already so a lot of the the old ways of doing things greed for greed's sake and um, just you know, not really giving lip service to the golden rule but not following it th- these kinds of things i think are definitely phasing out hopefully that's what i'm hoping because uh, it seems like People recognize now that they can see through things. They can see through uh, dishonesty and deceit mm-hmm. and a lot of the, the things that, I guess, people had not seen through so easily in the past.
0: Cynthia, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's nice having you back on the show. Uh, take care of yourself. Keep the great work up, and I look forward to the next time you and I meet here in the Zone. Thanks, Rob. Bye-bye, Thanks Cynthia. You.
2: Bye-bye.
0: Cynthia Sue Larson she uh, is a life coach and an author who helps people access and develop their intuition in order to make balanced decisions, discover their natural gifts and their favorite dreams a reality. She has an MBA and um very interesting lady. Can you just imagine that walking down the walking down the path and you know you've walked down this path Several years, and bang, there's a statue there. You call up the harbor master, and he says, "Well, yeah, it's always been there." You go to your favorite restaurant, and things have changed, and they say, "No, it's always been like this." I'm telling you, I take a second look, at my senility or lack thereof. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past. As we join Bill Bean. We're going to be talking to him about dark forces and UFOs the next hour of the X-Zone as we continue live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.